some people are just born <laughs> to <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and I are a professional. I am one of those people who is not. <laughs> Welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Robineau, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. Hey, and welcome to yet another episode of AT Banter. I am Robineau. With me today is Ryan Fleury. Howdy. And Steve Barkley. Good day, sir. And we're way too peppy today. Aren't we? Yeah. It's caffeine. It's the caffeine and probably the snow. That's cold though. Could be. It is super cold out. I actually had to break out the winter jacket, like for real. Yeah. By the by the way, for anybody who might be listening to us from someplace where it actually gets cold, cold <laughs> here means minus one. It's supposed Celsius. to be minus seven tonight. Oh, goodness. Oh, I know. I was talking to my mom. It's minus 24 right now in Edmonton. <laughs> Any, anybody from the uh, central part of the continent is just looking at us yeah. and going, what a pack of wussies. That's right. Yeah. We're not getting any sympathy from these guys. No. I, could, I couldn't even get the car door open this morning. It was frozen shut. He gets. Mm-hmm. Sad. Terrible. Um, well... What are we doing today, Rob? What are we doing today? Well, I know what we're not doing today. We're not talking to Rick Hansen. Nope. That's true. Should we talk about that? Should we admit what we, we actually we already did? did. We, we, we did a little banter <laughs> bit yesterday <laughs> where, yeah. where we were just like, well. Let's throw, on, throw Ryan under the bus. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Ryan didn't get thrown under the bus. He climbed under it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was classic. Won't happen again. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Steve Wonder. Steve Wonder. W-U-N-D. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. No. Right. Makes you wonder. There's, I wonder if there is a Steve Wonder. Oh, there. probably. Oh, almost guaranteed. Ah, that's great. Yeah. Should we try? Sure, why not? <laughs> we just start getting knockoffs. <laughs> we can't get the actual people. We'll just get people in our name. That's back. right. Do you have a disability? Nope. <laughs> Are you on the show? No idea. <laughs> I don't know. Because my name's Steve Wonder. <laughs> well, it's even funny. You go back and read the email thread. I think there were there were clues sprinkled in that we all missed. Yeah. So I didn't see the email thread. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, and I was like, Ryan, I was just like, cool. Like, I just, <laughs> he said yes. That's right. You just sort of skim the, skim, yeah. skim to where it just says yes. Uh, anyways. Well, and I got his home number in California. Like, this yeah. guy was more than forthcoming with information. He was all gung ho to be on the show. Yeah, see, that's true. It just sucked us in. <laughs> well, I think that should have probably been a red flag. <laughs> Um, what, uh, all right. Well, we should start to talk about what, what the heck we're doing today. We should. All right. Well, today we are happy to welcome to our little show, Uday Parshianakar, who is the founder and CEO of Perceptive Devices. Uh, Perceptive Devices has been doing research and development in the field of human computer interaction for several years and has developed a software package called SmileMouse 
which essentially allows for the hands-free control of a computer using only facial movements. And I do also believe that he has some other uh, things in the works as well that perhaps we'll touch on um, later. Uh, in any case, uh, thanks for being with us today, Uday. Sure. You're most welcome, man. Thank you for inviting me. Great. Well, let's um, let's start the proceedings, maybe getting a little bit of an idea of what your background is, what you went to school for, or, or you know how you got started in the field. Sure, sure. So uh, I'm really a mechanical engineer by uh, education, but uh, you know I've always been very fascinated with computers. So about 30 years ago, actually 32 years ago, I got into uh, software development. And that's how I started my career. Um, but uh, so that was right after my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. But I, I wanted to do more. So I decided to do master's in mechanical engineering, but using computers uh, for solving mechanical engineering problems. And um, uh, so that's what brought me to the United States. So I got my initial education in India. I came to the US and I got my master's. And uh, I uh, came to Cincinnati, Ohio to work for a dream company, uh, doing both mechanical engineering and software at the same time. Right. And uh, uh, I, I did that for for a while and I moved around, uh, even worked for a health insurance company. But I, you know, I realized that at heart, what I was about was about inventing things. You know, that's what got me into uh, mechanical engineering. That's what uh, got me fascinated into uh, computer uh, computer programming. I always wanted to do something, um, uh, design something new, invent invent new stuff. So uh, that's what actually uh, got me into what I'm doing today. Uh, I was mentoring uh, my uh, son uh, who was uh, getting ready to get into high school in his science fair project. And that's when the idea came up. Uh, he came up with the uh, initial idea saying that, you know, hey, what if we could play computer games and even control the computer without using any hands? And um, you probably remember about six years or so ago, Nintendo Wii was uh, quite popular. Yeah. And uh, so my son wanted to, you know, uh, do something like that, but controlling control the game with the head motions and I, I looked at it as 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 I was mentoring him and I thought that the idea was very powerful and it was not just for fun and games but it also was for helping people with uh, disabilities uh, there were all kinds of applications you know you could uh, uh, apply that to so uh, six years ago I decided to do it uh, full time. And that's how I jumped in uh, into this. I uh, I started this company called uh, Perceptive Devices, and uh, uh, that's how the adventure began. And so, when you first started, what exactly did you have a did you have a sense of what kind of a product that you wanted to develop, or was it always going to be software, or what what did what was the initial idea? Yeah, like I said, you know the uh, the. Uh, the initial idea came from, you know, doing motion sensing uh, using hardware. So, so the initial uh, research and development that we did was more 
using uh, some kind of a wearable device that you would wear on your head, either, you know, mount it on your hat or cap, or even clip on to your side of your glasses, you know, your regular uh, eyeglasses. So it started from there and we did a whole bunch of uh, research and development. We even started doing patenting, you know, filing for patents and all that. Um, We came up with, in the process, came up with this idea of, you know, hey, maybe we should also use facial expressions along with uh, head motions because that gives, uh, that's a very potent combination, uh, we believe. so we started doing that and then realized that, you know, it's really not about wearable devices. Uh, it, you know, you, you shouldn't have to wear something on your head or on your face. You should be able to do everything we are talking about in terms of using facial expressions and head motions without using wearables where those expressions could be captured by a, a, a regular video camera. Uh, so. So that's what uh, led to Smile Mouse, and uh, we started uh, focusing on that aspect as well. And uh, lo and behold, uh, the first product we came out with uh, that is uh, out uh, in the open and available uh, commercially is the Smile Mouse, which is a software-only product that you can just download to your Windows device, and that uses your webcam to monitor the facial expressions and facial gestures uh, along with uh, head motions uh, of the user and gives complete mouse control uh, on on the device uh, that you're trying to control. And how long did that take to develop? Well, um, you know, we've been working on it in uh, uh, bits and pieces, you know, so uh, it started uh, several years ago but last couple of years, we've been really pushing hard on it. So finally, uh, in May uh, of uh, this year, uh, end of May, we had the first release of the product. And uh, I mean, that, uh, even after the first release, we have been making a lot of changes. So uh, it, it's getting better and better, uh, literally, you know, every week. Uh, so, so I, I think. Uh, it's never going to stop because there's so many ideas we're getting. We're getting such great feedback from uh, our users. So there are all, there's always something more to do and make it even better and more powerful and easy uh, and uh, efficient. What type of training is involved to learn how to use the small mouse? Um, actually, very little. Very little. Just yesterday, for example, you know, uh, we did a testing uh, a test run with someone who had never seen anything like uh, Smile Mouse, and they were up and running in like ten minutes. So it it, it was very quick. And this gentleman, uh, he uh, has almost no control uh, over his arms. So, uh, uh, so, so they they were still able to uh, jump in, and uh, they uh, watched uh, watched me for a few minutes, and they did not even look at the tutorial uh, videos, and uh, literally in about ten minutes they were up and running. Is, is it specifically um, facial movements, or is it is, are there things like blinks? 
incorporated into the software or is it or is it just smiles and facial movements in specifically well, yeah so right now uh, we we are going with a smile uh, facial expression and facial movements as the primary mechanisms but uh, if you download the software and play with it, you will notice that uh, there's much more than that being monitored and being captured. So we are definitely planning to uh, expand out to other facial expressions as well, uh, hopefully pretty soon. Um, so so uh, to answer your question, right now it's only smiles and motions of your uh, of your head but we'll be expanding out to other facial expressions uh, pretty soon. What kind of challenges did it really pose when you when it, you first started the development cycle? It, it is a, a complex problem. You know, uh, talking about uh, computer science, uh, basically the web camera is looking at the user and it streams that information in a series of zeros and ones, you know, millions and millions of those uh, every second. So making sense of that stream of data uh, and figuring out where the user is and not just where they are, but what are they doing? What are their facial expressions? And doing that multiple times a second so that you can capture their facial expressions uh, with reliability and speed and accuracy, uh, you need to do that many, many times a second to provide a very responsive kind of a control. If you want to have uh, uh, a quick uh, response, then you have to churn all this information out very, very quickly. So that was a challenge. Then uh, other challenges, uh, you know, we want to do it without using too much of CPU time. So that took a lot of work as well. Thirdly, everybody's face is different. You know, thankfully we don't all look like everybody else. Right. So, so figuring out, you know, hey, okay, uh, uh, when is a particular user smiling? Everybody's smile looks different. So initially we had some challenges around that. Uh, that's some people's smile would look at a particular way, other people's look uh, different. So we had to do uh, some work, um, a lot of work actually, to recognizing uh, uh, different people's smiles and make uh, and and at the same time making the software very easy. Um, if you try our software, you will notice it takes ten seconds or even less to do a calibration for the software to figure out. Um, your level of smiles and uh, so calibrating uh, your level of smile it, it's a very quick process and all you need to do is be in front of the camera and hold your smile for about a second or two and that is sufficient so that was another challenge to make making the smile detection uh, very clean and very quick and reliable and very fast so that with the smallest of the smile uh, expression, you could convey your user intent uh, to the computer uh, when it comes to moving your mouse or clicking or clicking and dragging, scrolling and things like that. All those things can be done using your smile. 
Interesting. So right now this is just available on the Windows platform. Do you, do you have uh, plans to release it for other platforms? Yeah, right now it is uh, just on the Windows platform and we definitely have plans for other platforms as well. And um, presumably, since, since you're using a, a, a webcam, um, this is probably fairly sensitive to uh, lighting conditions. Does it does it work well under low light? Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Uh, I had mentioned. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I forgot mentioning that challenge. Uh, so, lighting conditions are another big challenge. Uh, it could be low light. It could be too much of light, or it could be too much of backlight. So, so we had to make our algorithms uh, strong to, to be able to handle those kind of challenges. Now, we are also constrained by what kind of camera uh, your tablet has. And personally, you know, I, I always had this uh, goal that the software should be useful for as many people as possible. And there should be as few requirements on the CPU as well as the camera resolution. So literally a camera with a resolution of about um, 240 pixels or so, 240 by 240, that is sufficient uh, as a, uh, of a camera for us. Uh, the computer I use is a, a Microsoft uh, Surface uh, tablet, which is at least three years old, if not more. It is one of the very first ones so, so again, it's 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 a it's very very modest CPU requirements and uh, very modest resolution requirements on the web camera. Um, the only thing is that the camera needs to have um, auto exposure uh, cap capability, which. Typically, all the modern uh, webcams have. In fact, my three or four year old tablet has a very capable webcam uh, in it uh, that it, it's able to work uh, even uh, with uh, low light situations. How about uh, things like uh, uh, skin tone, hair color, if somebody has a beard or a mustache, does that affect it at all? Uh, skin tone, uh, color, uh, race, gender, age, does not matter. Um, so it, now if someone has uh, a lot of facial hair and if the lips are not visible, then uh, I've heard feedback that, uh, that initially it had a little bit of trouble because their lips weren't uh, fully visible, but uh, they did a little bit trimming uh, around their uh, mustaches and that was sufficient. The moment their lips are uh, visible, and their eyes are visible and and the area between basically the area between your eyebrows and your mouth if that's fairly visible to the camera then that is sufficient so you can be even turning uh, uh turning your head a little bit uh, side to side up and down as long as the camera can see uh, both your irises uh, the dark parts of your eyes and uh, and your lips, then typically that's more than sufficient. So it sounds like the software really does, it looks at much more than just your mouth. I mean, when we when you smile, we just kind of think that, oh, okay, well, all you have to really be looking at is the lips. But I guess the software is tracking, you know, the, the eyes, the cheekbones, 
the cheeks as well as the lips. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's trying to track the whole face, but it gets the best hints. If your eyes are visible, your eyebrows are uh, fairly visible, if not completely visible, and your lips are visible, uh, as well as your nose. So anything. So that's why I like to say anything between your eyebrows to uh, middle of your chin. So you know, just below your lips. That typically is uh, sufficient. How many data points altogether is it tracking? Um, it's tracking dozens of data points. I, I do not want to uh, disclose exactly how many. Oh, okay, fair enough. A lot. <laughs> A lot. Um, well, so how big was your development team? Uh, pretty much it was myself and uh, some consultants, part-time consultants. I've been using, uh, I've been using, uh, again, as I mentioned, my son also, uh, it started with my son's uh, science fair project, so he also helped me out. Um, so it's a very small team, um, but you know, we've been thinking about this uh, problem for almost six years, uh, you know. So we, we, we've been, We've been uh, trying to attack this issue in many different ways, and that's how we came up with the idea of uh, using facial expressions as well as uh, head motions for providing the uh, complete mouse control. And uh, we also uh, we already have a patent uh, granted by the U.S. Uh, government, and we have many more patents in the pipeline as well. And I mean, I'm, I, I'm imagining after six years, you are probably an expert on what happens to the face when somebody smiles. Uh, there's a lot of scientific research which uh, talks about how good the act of smiling is for us human beings. You know, I, I, I like to say smiling is a really a blessing for us. Uh, there's scientific uh, studies that sh have shown that when we smile, and it doesn't matter if you meant to smile, whether you were happy or not. But if you just smile, you start feeling good because the brain starts generating these uh, hormones and endorphins, uh, which make us feel good, but also uh, reduce our blood pressure, reduce our heart rate uh, mm -hmm. even. So simple act of smiling has the, those physical and mental benefits. So, uh, in fact, in one of the studies, what they did was they had uh, the test subjects hold a chopstick uh, in their mouths. And uh, if you can imagine it, you know, when you hold a chopstick or a pencil in your mouth, you have to pull back the corners of your lips. Right. And that action of pulling back the uh, corners of your lips causes the brain to start generating those uh, endorphins that make us feel good and that impart all those uh, good uh, physical uh, effects. So that was another reason why we focused on uh, the smiling action because, um, uh, you know, not only it is uh, one of the biggest uh, facial expressions that can be captured uh, on a human face, uh, it's also easy to do. And it's also a pro it also provides those positive benefits uh, to people who are smiling. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, smiling is does feel a, a lot more natural than any other facial movement. I mean, if you if you try to frown, it's frowning is actually harder than smiling. Except yeah, it is. Unless you're Steve. And in fact, oh, thanks. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so uh, sometimes, you know, I'll be testing my software and uh, I'll be smiling and, uh, you know, I work from the home office. So sometimes my, uh, you know, my wife will walk into the office room and she will start smiling because she sees me smiling and she's <laughs> like, oh, you look happy. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just testing my software. <laughs> so I think in the wake of your election, we need to get your software on every mobile platform out there. Get get the entire country smiling for a change. That's true. <laughs> what has the response been to the software? It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like I mentioned, uh, even uh, uh, yesterday uh, while uh, I was testing it with. Uh, one of the potential users, and this gentleman has been using uh, the sip and puff switch. Yep. And the, the sip and puff switch, um, they told me that it literally sometimes takes 20 minutes just to set it up just right. And then using it uh, was very cumbersome to uh, this particular uh, person. And uh, worse, um, you know, uh, since he could not talk, you know, he, he could only use his lip and mouth motions to communicate with his nurse and the sip and puff would get in, in the way. And when he started using Smile Mouse and he literally got up to speed in 10 minutes and all of a sudden he realized that, you know, he can talk to his nurse using his uh, lip motions uh, without any hindrance. So, uh, I, I heard from another person, um, he had uh, quadriplegia, and he said that he previously could use his computer only uh, 30 minutes in a day. Uh, and that too, you know, he had to be dependent on somebody else. And now he use, uses the computer for more than eight hours, eight and a half hours a day wow. because of Smile Mouse, because now they, they are completely independent. Uh, I've had other people using the computer uh, on the bed while lying on their side. So when they're laying in the bed on one side, they also turn the computer sideways, uh, the tablet sideways, and then they uh, use Smile Mouse. So the feedback is really good. And it's very encouraging. I, I think right now uh, the challenge we have is that being a very a tiny, tiny company, getting the word out, to people that there is such a product. It's a very unique uh, product and can be really useful to a lot of people. So it's no longer so much of a technical challenge. My uh, biggest challenge now is getting the word out and the marketing yeah, aspects absolutely. of it. What's the cost of the software? So the retail price is uh, $499. $499. But uh, what we are trying to do is we want to help as many people as we can. So we have a huge discount going on, has been going on for a while, uh, most of the time. So 50% off, a little bit more than 50% off. So it's right now selling for $249 per device. But that rate, that discount is valid only for people who are going to use it for personal use. So if you, if you are a quadriplegic, or if you have carpal tunnel syndrome and you want to use it for your own benefit, 
then you can have that 50% discount. Now, if you are a multinational company or a large company with, uh, and you want to help your employees who might be having carpal tunnel or arthritis, if you are that kind of a company and if you're buying it for your employees, then you have to pay the full price. Hmm. Unless you're going to buy it uh, by you know, uh, hundreds of those and then we can talk about uh, volume pricing. So the normal prices are $499 US dollars, but uh, heavily discounted for uh, personal usage, uh, for individual purchases. Great, excellent. What's next? Where, where do you see gesture control technology going? Oh, I think it has tremendous applications. Um, you probably heard this before, uh, and I really believe this, that uh, when you design technology for accessibility, most often it ends up helping everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, there are already a lot of examples, you know, whether it's voice recognition uh, or whether it's text-to-voice, uh, you know, generating voice based on text, uh, text-to-speech, or whether it's uh, even simple things like uh, cutting ramps into uh, uh, into the curbs next to the roads so that you know people with wheelchairs can uh, get on get on or off the sidewalks all those things uh, you know end up helping way more people than initially what the intended audience was right. and i think that's very true with our gesture control technology um you know for example smile mouse there's no reason you couldn't use it while playing games in fact a lot of my uh, uh, demo videos are uh, playing uh, games like angry, angry Birds. So definitely you can use uh, this kind of technology while playing games. Other application is uh, augmented reality or virtual reality right. and mixed reality. You you probably heard about uh, Google Glasses. That's right. Uh, have you? Yeah. Right. So, so just think about that. Right. You're basically wearing your computer on your face, uh, which is in form of glasses, and there's a little bit of uh, uh, a display screen right in front of your glasses. So it's a full computer. Now, how are you going to control that computer? And um, there are there are ways of controlling that, but they all need hands so for example some of those uh, uh, augmented reality glasses they need you to carry uh, a little box that looks like a touch uh, uh, like a touchpad basically and you use your fingers to control the mouse on on this uh, uh, computer that is sitting on your face right or in other uh, smart glasses uh, you have to stick out your arm in front of your face and do gestures with your hands and fingers and to control the mouse on the screen. But, you know, you can very easily achieve the same effect using simple motions of your head and simple facial expressions like raising your eyebrows or uh, smiling. So all that can be captured using your smart glasses, uh, both the head motions as well as facial expressions and can be used to provide complete control over augmented reality smart glasses or even virtual reality for that matter. So, so all of a sudden, you can use this hands-free gesture control technology to not only help disabled uh, people, 
but add to the productivity, the convenience, or even the safety of uh, of you know hundreds of thousands of people who would be pretty soon starting to use these uh, augmented reality and mixed reality glasses. There are just a limitless uh, amount of applications. Yeah, For example, think about think about a surgeon, right? Let let's say a surgeon is performing surgery on a patient, and they want that they are using these augmented reality glasses to look at various patient information. But now, if they want to see more information, uh, radiological information or historic historical information, how do they control these glasses? Uh, they they are not allowed to touch anything for a variety of reasons. Their hands are also occupied. You know, they might be actually holding the tools in the hands and literally have blood on their gloves. Right. So in these situations, it's much convenient to use simple facial expressions, facial gestures to have complete uh, control over your uh, computer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you get the sense that, that wearable tech is really going to be the next revolution. Yeah, yep. Yeah, the mixed the mixed reality stuff is going to be really interesting because I, you know, I, I can I can see a time where people are walking around wearing glass type devices and smiling and catching Pokemon all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in fact, uh, you know, even uh, let's say uh, you are uh, you are a commuter, you know, taking a bus or a train, some kind of public transport, and often it's very crowded. You could be uh, standing while traveling and your hands might be occupied, you know, holding your briefcase or holding on to uh, some handlebar. And if you're wearing these uh, augmented reality glasses, then you could be doing Facebook, you could be uh, reading your emails, uh, you could be doing all kinds of things without other people realizing what you are doing. You know, you could be doing all those uh, complete uh, uh, operations on your computer, uh, which is in form of your glasses, and really catching up on things uh, without uh, in a very private uh, fashion. It's, it takes only very subtle smiles and gentle head motions for you to perform those uh, facial expressions. Well, I know I commute every morning on on our rapid transit system, and there could definitely be some more smiles on the uh, on the SkyTrain. It would definitely rapid transit system. Well, sometimes rapid, <laughs> somewhat rapid. Uh, I would like to encourage people to go to our website, smilemouse.com, and that is smile spelt with a Y, S-M-Y-L-E, mouse.com, and just download that software and play with it. You know, we, uh, we provide you a 14-day free trial so there's nothing to lose. And uh, you might just, in the worst case, you will have uh, some extra smiles on your face. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we'll, of course, we'll include a link in, in our show notes uh, to smilemost.com as well. But uh, yeah, we'd encourage anyone to go to the website, check it out, download it, and play with it. And smile. And smile. You'll feel better. Absolutely. <laughs> Free endorphins. We should really... Get some, get that software for Rick, our our service manager. Absolutely, the grumpiest person in the world. Yeah. 
<laughs> so so somebody asked me you know hey what if i cannot smile <laughs> so my answer to him was well all the more reason for you to download a smile mouse and getting some practice <laughs> that's right well, uh, one of the neat things uh, you will notice when you play with this uh, software is that when you smile uh, it actually shows a smile meter on the screen so uh, it, it the software shows you what the camera can see so you can see yourself but on the side of the display just like a thermometer uh, where according to the temperature the re uh, the level of the mercury goes up and down right there's a smile meter uh, shown and as you smile more it lights up more when you smile less it lights less and when you stop smiling it's it doesn't uh, light anymore so that some people you know find uh, a lot of amusement just watching <laughs> uh, that smile meter go up and down See, for somebody who can't smile, they just need a tickle assistant. They just need somebody behind them to tickle <laughs> right. them. Yeah. Or if your smile goes all the way up, it unlocks an Easter egg or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Earn rewards. Or if it goes below a certain level, you get a shock. <laughs> that's, see, we need to develop that software for Rick. That's, that's how we train him to smile more. All right. All right. Uday, thank you so much for joining us today. You're most welcome. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out to me and uh, uh, giving me an opportunity to talk about Smile Mouse and Perceptive Devices. Fantastic. And it sounds like we'll be talking again soon. I certainly hope so. <laughs> All right. We will. Okay, Uday. Thanks so Take much. Care. Thanks again. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Well, you think about it, you know, there's there's been all these hardware products that have done things like this based on, on head movement. This is the first thing that I've seen that's completely done with software yeah and i would think that it's probably a little bit easier to use in that sense than something like eye gaze i would think eye gaze can be a bit of a challenge yeah of course eye gaze is used when somebody can't move their head this is used when somebody can right so yes yeah, you know so. there's the there's the differentiation there but um but yeah it works it works pretty well i've had a chance to sit down and play with it and uh you know it, it tracks your head movement it uh it clicks when you smile Oh, so you did play with it? Yeah, I did. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you think that it would ever get to a point where you could marry, like, something like Smile Mouse and an eye gaze system? Like, so that you could use sort of all aspects of your face to control? Um, I don't think so, because, um, well... I guess there's too much to track for the software in that sense. Yeah, I mean, the... The eye gaze systems are, are very specific in what they're looking at. They're looking right at your retina, right? They're, yeah. they're trying to track the, the movement of your, your eye based on the reflection off your retina. Um, whereas the, the smile mouse is tracking your head and key features like, you know, the shape of your mouth, the eyebrows, you know, right. that sort of thing. And I guess that would probably be overkill anyways, because you wouldn't necessarily need you know, all those, all the different ways of tracking, tracking movement. Yeah, exactly. It was the smile was quite, um, speedy, quite, quite accurate. Uh, yeah, pretty responsive. Yeah. Um, it, um, it, it, it actually was, it performed similarly to a lot of hardware products that I've played with. Hmm. Um, 
so yeah, it, it, it took me a while to uh, to figure out um, how to get it to click. I was sitting there grinning at it like an idiot <laughs> for a while, but, um, but you actually have to do just kind of a, a quick smile, yeah. and uh, and then it then it does a click. Cool. Um, I was sitting there, you know, with the big grin on my face, going, "It's not clicking! It's not clicking!" Excellent. I'm so happy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Steve's had a permagrin all day. What's going on in his office? That's right. That's right. I don't smell smoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This product may not work well for stoners because <laughs> it just keeps clicking. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might not be a good Vancouver, Vancouver product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they can't stop, but they've opened 700 applications. <laughs> That's right. Keep opening Windows. I think we got some ad software installed on my computer. <laughs> like windows keep popping open. <laughs> uh, right. Um, all right. Well, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? ATBanter.com. People can also email us at ATBanterPodcast at gmail.com. All right. That is correct, Rob. Woohoo. Woo. 29 episodes. <laughs> you know, they can also find us on Facebook. They can, and Twitter. Very popular. And YouTube. And Google Plus. If they must. But not Pinterest. Not Pinterest at oh, all, yeah. or Instagram, or Snapchat. No, we don't want nothing to do with Pinterest. You hear <laughs> no. me, Pinterest? We're, we're, we're boycotting you. We don't understand you, and we're scared of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Well, what, uh, what the heck are we up to next week, Ryan? I don't know. I don't even know where the hell we're where, at I, now. Yeah, I know. This, you know, this, <laughs> this month today's is going, throwing me off. This, so. <laughs> this winter is going by so fast. I can't even, I'm still reeling at the fact that it's the first week of December. So what, uh, Hang on, middle, think. middle of December, what did we have lined up? Oh, next week. Isn't that blind film critic? <gasps> oh, that's right. Yes, yes, we got Tommy Edison. A, a booked a blind film right. critic. Yeah, that's. Have you seen any of his videos? I have actually. I'd seen I'd seen some of his stuff uh, posted on Facebook before. Yeah, uh, me too. Before it came up as a as a guest idea. Yeah, yeah, I, that's super exciting. I think that's who I have. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, you're you're right. Yeah, I'm right. That is really super cool. Yeah, I have to watch a couple of his videos today. And... They're really good. Mm -hmm. They're really really good. He's he's a really funny guy. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good show. Cool. And then I think the week after that, of course, is the Christmas show. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that's the Secret Santa show. The Secret, Secret Santa, Santa slash the debut of Ryan's Christmas song. That's right. It's official. There we go. We've announced it. Wow. Pressure's on. The pressure's. You better go home and practice. I'm going to have to. You guys better start bringing your guitars in. Maybe you better, maybe you should do a round of a couple of rehearsals. Maybe, maybe you should send me the uh, words and chords and uh, I'll... Uh, or do you have them written down? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look into some peripheral instruments for the rest of us to get rid of kazoo. <laughs> kazoo. So we maybe some some jingle bells and uh, I don't know what else. You're the arranger. What what else? Cowbell. A cowbell. Sure. Okay. I always use more cowbell. <laughs> 
I don't know where to get a cowbell. Okay, I heard <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Abbotsford. <laughs> i go loot a farm. I have a picture of you running around in the field chasing cows. <laughs> Come here, cow. Come here. I need your I bill. Need, it's for Christmas, damn it. <laughs> I'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> They're thirty bucks in the store. <laughs> yes, I can just picture it. Yep. Bob galloping through the fields, chasing <laughs> the cow. Right. <laughs> it just turned into a, a new Christmas tradition. <laughs> it's the Christmas chasing of the cow. Don't, doesn't everybody do this? <laughs> oh, there's a song in there somewhere. Did you guys see on Facebook the? Um, I think it was from Bulgaria. The spinning dogs. No. no. <laughs> okay, so there's this old tradition is somewhere in Eastern Europe. It might not be Bulgaria, but uh, uh, so it, it's banned now, but people still do it. And what they do is they take a dog and they put it between a couple of ropes and they spin it around until it's all... Or, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. First they, first, they spin the rope around so it's all tangled up. Right. Then they take the dog and they put it in the loop of the rope. Right. And they might tighten it up a little bit more. Right. Then they let go of the dog and the dog goes spinning around until the rope uncoils. Un right. So you spin, 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 spin it around in a circle. And then when the thing comes undone, the dog falls out and lands in a puddle of water. It's done to ward off evil spirits. <laughs> now, the only thing I can figure is that the evil spirits who see this go, these people are screwed. <laughs> well, I don't know. Bulgaria is pretty, uh, it's come out pretty well over the years. So Again, I, I don't know. Better... I don't know that it's Bulgaria. Might not be Bulgaria. Don't mean to Sorry. malign Bulgaria. Well, well, you we know, should... there's, you know, dog spitting, cow tipping, you know, there's all sorts of different cultural and the dog could behaviors like out there. I don't know that you could call cow tipping cultural. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we digress. Okay, well, that's going to about do it for us then. I have been Rob Minow. And I've been Ryan. Just, just Ryan. Just Ryan. Are just you Ryan. just? Are you? I'm like, just Ryan. You're going to be like Prince. <laughs> I'm number eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be Steve Barkley. We will see everybody next week. Ryan's losing it. This podcast has been brought to you by Aroga Technologies. Visit Aroga Technologies online at www.aroga.com. That's A-R-O-G-A.com. Music provided by bensound.com.